you find yourself swept away by the constant change and turmoil around you? Whether personal or professional, these challenges can keep us from living a life of peace and productivity. I'm Liz Hurl, a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist, and I want to show you data-driven strategies to help bring stability and peace to your life. Welcome to the Anchored in Chaos podcast. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Liz. Though it may not be afternoon to I, anyone else I, listening to the, us. The sun goes down so early, it it's, might as well be midnight. So whenever me. someone else is listening to us, you mean good evening? Yeah, they don't good care. Good morning, good they night. Don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Hello, everyone. Yeah, hi, How's everyone. How's that? Hi, guys. Okay. How are you, Dr. Caldwell? I'm good. 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 So this one is going to circle a little bit around your arena today. Because mm-hmm. we're on the brink of what? We are in the new year. We're on to the new year. What do we do around the new year? New year is always the advent of resolutions, right? Mm-hmm. And in my industry, historically, those tagged the resolutionists, they usually get a pretty bad, and it's the people who, this year I'm going to lose weight, and I'm going to get fit, and I'm going to hike Pike's Peak and all this stuff. But we've decided that we're going to flip the script on that. We're going to we're going to embrace this. Mm-hmm. And I, this is my industry. This is where I've made, this is where I've been in a long, for a long time. And I want people to understand that becoming more comfortable with who you are needs to be how you rewrite your story. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. And there's no reason for you to go through and uh, go through life unhealthy and un, unsatisfactory with what you're getting done for your physically and mentally. And so we're going to put a little, we're going to put we're going to sharpen our pencils, draw out a plan, and get started, okay? So I had shared the idea of everyone goes with new year, new me. And I think that sometimes that sets people up a little bit, right? It does, yeah. So it, Historically, what happens is people who start on this, they decide something needs to change, mm-hmm. right? I'm, this year, I'm going to get fit. This year, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to take a hike. I did that. Yeah. I need to get in shape for something, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, everybody who works with me knows that I'm very goal-oriented, and I'm going to ask people to set goals for them to do this. But the first thing we need to address is, why didn't last year's resolutions work? Or the year before? Or the year before? Somewhere along the line, <clears throat> you had a full head of steam. And then that it petered out. Either you got lost, or it got mixed up, and it got reprioritized. And sooner, excuse me, sooner or later, it gets pushed back to where it's non-existent. Mm -hmm. And now you're doing the same thing and you've lost sight of what you wanted to do. So we're going to help clear a little bit of that up. We're going to just talk layman's terms in how a lot of these myths lead people down the wrong path. Absolutely. I'm a big believer in the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. Super nice. It doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be long and drawn out. It doesn't need to be painful. It doesn't mean you don't have to be a big, hot, sweaty mess. What you need to do is just day by day, little by little, we go through this, right? And that's, Mm -hmm. it's incrementally laying. I say what you're doing is you're incrementally laying one stone on a new path. And pretty soon you pick up pace. The idea is at some point in time, you're going to be working towards a goal. You'll be able to turn back around and look how far I've come. You have something to say about that. 
I was just going to say that I've seen all the memes and the reels recently of, because I follow, as do you, a lot of fitness and gym things and some actually the negative of I'm not looking forward to everybody coming in and taking over my space in the gym for your new year, new year. The resolution is circa. Right. And you sent me a really sweet reel of a gentleman saying, Hey, how about we, we give some compassion to the individuals coming in and saying, let's share our space a little bit. And Give them a chance. Absolutely. I, in my long career, I can tell you that you would be surprised that the person standing next to you or the hard body across the gym, they were there, right? Mm -hmm. And at some point, somebody had to say, hey, I need to do something with it. And they took off and it finally became about a part of their life. And now it's a priority in their life. But if we don't share some, if we don't literally give up our space, a little bit of our time, maybe even extend a little bit of our knowledge and a helping hand, those people will be gone forever. Mm-hmm. You have a chance to influence other people. Everybody does in the gym. Sure. It's not your gym. <laughs> we all go there. That's true. And I realize this kind of gets me crosswise with these thick necks, but the whole point is we have to go, you, you have to go into the gym with the knowledge that this is a public gym. Absolutely. And we all have to try to do that. There's always going to be a rush hour. Do the best you can, but share. And if somebody's hurting themselves, go over there and help. For goodness sakes. I have, I've been on the receiving end of individuals in a, a circuit or whatever it is that they're in. And it was just like they were on three different machines. And they, oh. and when this individual came back around and I was on it, I mean, they were gone from it. And, and like, I'm actually in the middle of this set yeah. or something. And I'm just like, okay. And the, like <clears throat> the indication was like, get off. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And, and it was a little like, well, that's, and he's like, well, I'm almost done. I only have like three more. And I thought there's just a different gym etiquette about that. I that's think right. you could have. That's where, of, that's where I'm going with that. Yeah. Okay. yeah that's the, the, those are a little bit more. Those are a little bit more of the gym etiquette. That nuance comes through the longer you stay in a gym. And a lot of it has to do with earning people's respect and all that stuff. But when you're in there, I, first thing I would ask you to do is come prepared to work out, putting forth some kind of effort. Don't go in there with absolutely no plan at all. I don't even want seasoned trainers to go into the gym without a plan. I and people who have competed in the past, I can tell you when I finish a workout, I have already dreamt of what I'm going to do the next day. Now, really serious people, that they do that. That's just part of their lives. But don't ever walk into the gym and, what am I going to do today? No. You're going to have a plan. And you know what? There's times when you're, maybe you don't need to be quite, quite so disciplined about that whole thing. And you go, you know what? I feel like doing arms again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do arms again. Mm-hmm. But stick to the rigors of what has to be done on that everyday thing. You need to get through your body. You need to try to get through your whole body in four days. Two days that on, two days on, one day off, three days on, one day off, mm-hmm. four days on, two days off, something like that. Okay. But try to get through your whole body in it. In, 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 you could do your whole body in two days, one upper, one lower. Right. But when you were talking about gym etiquette, yeah, you're going to run across these guys who think they own the gym. Sorry, <laughs> you don't. Correct. And I know individuals, not just my own experience yeah. that I've heard, just it's really, you're really vulnerable walking into some of the gyms in whatever. And by the way, this is anyone's age or size. Mm-hmm. It some, sometimes feels intimidating. I know I've used well. I realized within the training that you provided me, I used all kinds of equipment wrong, (laughs) but people do, but yeah, Yeah. I'm like reading the little 
pamphlet that's on the side, like, all right, this is supposed to do this. Yeah, yeah. And just giving some compassion around that because it's really, you're really exposing yourself you walking do. into these space places. You do. Uh, so to get back to the point of that yes. is have a plan when you go in there. Okay. okay. Now, before you even enter the gym, I want you to know, let's say first, if I were to have, if I were to have a consult with somebody and they say, where do I get started? It could be that I say, don't join the gym yet. You're, you're not ready for the gym. Uh-huh. And why would you? So many people. So I used to be the director at a YMCA and I've been in gyms my whole life, but I, I can't tell you during the, during this period from January through March, people will own a gym or excuse me, join a gym and how, how often they stay to their gym membership. I bet it's less than 5%. They either don't come to pay for their membership or they come so infrequently that the gym membership's irrelevant mm-hmm. or they're just not using it properly. You can do so much at home in the privacy of your own home just by pushing back the coffee table and hit the floor. Mm-hmm. It's not all about hot, sweaty crunches and you don't have to be, you don't have to roll into anything thinking that you're going to be Jack Lane. Now I'm dating myself, but you don't have to be you don't have to follow some influencer on the internet and think that you're going to look like that in a month. Oh heavens, that's I'm glad you brought that up because that's there is a yeah. lot of that. And I don't, I'm not saying that these individuals aren't yeah. fit and in, or at least in a healthy amount of shape, but a reasonable expectation to obtain that is, is really important. How healthy is, healthy is a relative mm-hmm. term. I know lots of people, they look great, but they don't live healthy lives, right? They, they're these, uh, they're typically these people that are younger, I would say under 40, but they have these great lives and they live like celebrities. They're out partying every night and then they hit the gym. Good for you. Mm. But that's not ma and pa blue collar worker. It's not. And mm-hmm. I'm always talking to people that are in their 30s to the 60s. So as I approach 60 years old, I want people to understand that I have a 95-year-old father who's still quite active. And I intend to surpass him in age. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is, it's not about genetics. It's the fact that it's been a part of my life, my whole, it's been a part of my life, my entire life. It's been a part of his life since his 80s, right? Mm-hmm. He's never been in a gym. He's just been physically active. But mm-hmm. now... He can't be as physically active, so now we dial it into a more controlled environment, and that's a gym. Sure. And when he goes to the gym, he feels great. He feels great. And that's part of the mental psych. That's the psychology and the physical mm-hmm. trade-off that goes along with it. It's all in a package. Right. Where do you start? I wanted to talk about the where people get led astray around like myths or ideas yeah. or expectations. I was reading some to you earlier that I was, that I, oh, for a yeah. minute was taken <clears throat> back on. And then you're like, yeah, of course, Liz. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Cause I've, I've been chained to this tree for, I don't know how long I've raced around this. 75,000. I wrote down a whole list of myths. Mm-hmm. And when you wrote them to me, oh, here it is. There, oh, and it was funny. It that is exactly true. I Googled them and I'm like, hey, did you see this? Yeah. Oh, you've already written it now. Yeah. And since you've been around since 1912, that would make sense. Well, let's do this. First myth. I can diet my way to a healthy weight loss. Yes. Okay. Let me ask you something about dieting and healthy weight loss. Mm-hmm. We already know that. No, I won't assume that. What I will say is muscle weighs more than fat. It's because it's denser. Okay. So you can be a very large person, obese, overweight, and you can weigh a certain amount. And you, you can be a smaller, more compact, muscular person and weigh almost the same. Right. That is what happens. So the first thing I tell people is about the scale. Don't get on it. Don't get on it. Don't get on it. Don't get on it. Now, we'll talk we, about that we, we can use it as a tool, but in the beginning... 
all I would say is, all right, you want to start down this venture and you want to retain my services as a trainer or you found a trainer? Step on the scale. What does it weigh? Once you write that down, don't use that scale for another three months. Right? It's very difficult to and do. It, for women, <clears throat> men have this thing that weight, their weight is some in some way an equivalency to strength. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Mm-hmm. And women have this thing that, that all weight has to do with being fat. Wrong. And their worth for both, by the way. And, their and worth. there is the psychological piece. Their there worth is, there is, is connected right there for both men and women. And so, that's why I like that. So yeah. why is the scale a tool? It's it will it is a indicator. Mm-hmm. It's it a is starting point. One por- it's one portion in a way of metrics, right? Okay. However, you're weighing hair, clothing, all the stuff that's in your gut. You're weighing you're weighing everything. Don't do that. Don't do that. I want people to shift their whole mental package towards how do I feel? How do I look? How do my clothes fit? What's my energy like? Am I having regular bowel movements? Am I sleeping regular? Those are the package. Mm -hmm. The metric about weighing yourself, it's ridiculous. And it's literally self-defeating. Why? What did you... In the first four months that we were training, what happened in the first month? Okay, the first month, I went ahead and got back on my scale against your wishes because what do you know and but um, but, but we trained hard for a month i i trained really hard like really hard i felt so good i felt mental clarity i felt driven and i had a lot more energy i felt so great i just knew that i lost five pounds or something i was like in a month i yeah. probably lost way more than five pounds so we'll pull Didn't. back we'll pull back the, we'll pull back the curtain just a little in that first month, a lot of what goes on between a good trainer and their client is the trainer is going to figure out what's a real effort for this person, right? What are they really capable of? Mm-hmm. And to try to keep them in that range of this is challenging, but not too much, mm-hmm. or it's not too little, right? We'll talk about the responsibilities of a good trainer. Right. But more importantly, I'm trying to teach you how to train, what to feel, how to do the motions correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Not just stand back and go, here, let me show you. Do 20 of those. Do 20. Okay, let's move on to the next piece of equipment. That's not training. That's not instruction. You are throwing your money away on anybody who does that to you. I have to jump in real quick and say that it wasn't in, we started, I, I was going to let everyone know, I meant to say this earlier, that I, someday in the future, I don't know when. I have a January 2nd picture of this year when I went to go to the gym and I did the whole like front and back. um, And just, I was like, I'm going to do something different. And my point to that was, no, I was forgetting what we were just talking about. Why did you take the photo in the first place? As a a marker? As As a a marker. It's a starting point. Only as a bookmark, right? It's just a bookmark. Because later on, I'm going to flip back and I'll go, hey, look at this compared to this. Right. So it... It's a metric, a way to measure. But again, if if you how fast does a how fast does the grass grow? Can you watch the grass grow? We know it grows, mm-hmm. but I can't go to the gym once, five times, ten times, twenty times. I'm not going to see anything. But in a hundred times, I'll start to see things. Not necessarily change, but I become more adaptive to exercise. I'm learning how to do it right. Ah, this is what it should feel like. It doesn't hurt anymore. He's helping educate me through. How am I doing this safely? Not like influencer Bob over here who does everything wrong and he wants to pick up the most weight, right? It just occurred to me while you were saying that. Yeah, go ahead. My point, it, I circled back around. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. is 
we actually didn't start connecting until February because I did the first month by myself. And then I thought maybe I could see if I could get, I will say I did never utilized a trainer before right. because I of the negative feedback that I've gotten about yeah. trainers. And so I was like, I don't need, sorry, no meathead to be showing me around yeah. and making me feel worse about myself. Absolutely. So I didn't have a very good attitude about it, but it wasn't honestly, I would say up until maybe July and August of this year. And we started in February that I finally, when you started saying no, I used to think he was, you were crazy because you're like telling me to pull, no, use your lats. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I got to use my arms. I've yeah. got to use my arms to yeah. pull this yeah. and then to activate them and yeah. learning that now I know exactly oh, you how mean to in bench pressing. Yeah. yeah. In, or even pulling up with your abs and yes. not pulling and yes. utilizing your muscles differently, right. activating those right. and not because when you think about picking something up or lifting something, you're utilizing your arms. And even as early as this morning, when we were doing push downs, you're like, no, don't use your arms. Use or use your chest, use your triceps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now we're talking about forms, right? right form. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, oh, because I didn't realize until you corrected me, I was. And then I immediately yeah. started doing it the correct way. Yeah. There's a ton of way to do the same things using different muscle groups or at least focusing on different. But muscles. I didn't know that was a thing is yeah, what I'm saying. That's I the didn't it was a thing. You just push things around and yeah. then things happen. That's the problem that most trainers do not do. A, they don't, they don't explain what it is you're trying to achieve with that exercise. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you what you're trying to activate in that exercise. And what most people, what most trainers do, believe me, there are a lot of knowledgeable good trainers. Oh, absolutely. There's a ton of people out there who have certificates and they have no idea what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They just have not spent enough time on, on a variation of a lot of bodies, large bodies, soft bodies, athletes, paraplegic, amputees, Mm -hmm. morbidly obese. Until you see how people train and understand that this is, everybody has a different body. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a different tolerance. Everybody has a different relativity towards the effort they put in. The name of my business is Genuine Effort. It's, <clears throat> I'm looking for you to make a genuine effort. Right. Every, I, the successes I've had as a trainer come about quite simply that I'm not, ex, I don't, I'm not going to try to stuff my ideas in your head. You have to become clearer and clearer with what you want, and then I'll help you achieve that. The Medical Society, for a long time, and I'll just to step back here, exercise used to be a bad thing. It used to be, we have these professional tennis players who go out and they hit tennis balls. They love tennis. They've born and raised on tennis, but now I have tennis elbow. Sorry, you can't do that anymore. You can't play that anymore. It's obviously, you can't play tennis. Wrong. You're going to, what you're going to do as a trainer, you're going to, you're going to be in a collaborative effort with people who are soft tissue specialists. Now I'm a doctor in chiropractic. I am a soft tissue special and a neural and a neuromuscular specialist as well. But you want to be in collaboration with the physical therapist, the massage therapist, chiropractor, those people who can help you understand beyond a, a, a good trainer that you can do all of these things, but somewhere mechanically you're doing it incorrectly. So let me show you. I want you to correct this rotation. I want you to make sure you're grabbing the racket in the correct position. Mm-hmm. I want you mm-hmm. to contact me. All of these things will help you alleviate the pain. And literally remedy the pain. And I can train that and make it stronger. Now I'm playing, I'm back to the sport I love to play. Mm-hmm. That's the same with people who decide to come back and they want to change their lives. I get lots of stories. No offense. We get all get older and people will come in and they think that they'll, they regale all of these stories about when I was a Marine, I could do 100 push-ups. But you couldn't do one now. 
And I'm not going to tear a person down like that. I'm trying to remind them, we're starting over. Mm-hmm. I've been in a gym pretty much my whole life. But even in a break, I have a week where I'm just, I'm starting over. And I think that again <clears throat> is an insecurity of an individual wanting to share with someone. Oh, sure. I want you to know in my prime, I had this sure. achievement, right? Yeah, sure. Whereas when I shared with you, I just went, I was very, I'm no athlete. I don't, I'm not, I don't have an athletic form. I've right. never played a sport in my life. Like I was letting you know, right. don't have high hopes. And I said, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> doesn't matter. Yeah. You, you were like, okay. It wasn't, you're just like, okay. I'm like, okay. And I said, I'm not looking to make any yeah. major changes. And I said, one thing I don't ever want to be, and we will get to this. I don't want to be big and bulky. Oh yeah. We will get to that. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> because that's one of the points. I think it's my last point on the myths, mm-hmm. right? The myths mm-hmm. that women think that they're going to get big and bulky. Right. So again, dieting, mm-hmm. we started off on dieting is a good way to stay healthy. It's not. It's going to be a collaboration in unison with staying active, which I will coin the phrase as exercise. That is not working hard. It's exercise. It's going to be 20 minutes to one hour of sustained exercise. And that is the same type of actions almost repeatedly for that duration where your heart rate comes up. You're, you might break a sweat. Respiration comes up. And when you leave, you feel fatigued. That's exercise. Now, if you're digging ditches for a living, if you're a roofer, if you're putting up fence, if you work with concrete, you burn a lot of calories. And I was born and raised on that. I, I was born and raised on ranches and construction and all that stuff. You work really hard. But I always went to the gym. That requires me put in more fuel because I am literally burning through all those calories. But you don't see a lot of morbidly obese people having those types of jobs. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is when I interview a person, they go, I ask them what type of lifestyle I have. Oh, I'm active all the time. I walk down to this end of the warehouse and this end of the warehouse. That doesn't count. That's part of your job. But sustained is we're going to put, we're going to measure, we're going to have metrics. How far did you walk? How long did you, how long did you walk? Was How much was the rest? All of those things, then they become exercise. So part of that is I say, when you retain the services of a good trainer, when you walk in the door, you're in the office. You're on the clock. You're paying for this. Get that. I want this people, people to understand. When they join a gym, you're paying to be here. Get your money's worth. Be accountable to your own financial obligation. Obligation. Yeah. And, and that's what I said to you is I, at, <clears throat> after month one, I was pretty defeated. Month two wasn't much better. Yeah. And I was. You I were, just, you were ready to quit. I was ready to quit. But the fact that I had paid for it, I was like, I'm not going to not show up because I had paid for it. <clears throat> but explain the frustration. What wasn't happening fast? My enough? expectations were not being fulfilled. Your expectations. Of what here in, and we'll talk a little bit more. And I think it's one of your points is I shared that with you earlier in the first month, it was a pound. Oh, by the way, it was one big pound. Worked hard. Month. Worked hard. Good dog. Yeah. Lost a pound. Lost a pound. I was very defeated. <clears throat> We'll explain this in a minute. Yeah. Next, and then next month, I, I think it was four pounds. Four pounds. But I think in three months, and I have, I actually bookmarked all this and didn't really journal it, but right. I was trying to tracking. It was around 10 pounds in three months. And it was right. really hard for me because people lose 10 pounds in a week. Oh yeah. And I'm like, 10 pounds in three months. This is so ridiculous. Yeah. But however, by then I was bought in from a different level for first off from a psychological one. I began to feel better. I felt better. You felt better, but you were stronger. I was stronger. You were able to do the exercise you couldn't do even once. That's correct. Rep- with repetition. Correct. 
better form. Mm -hmm. How your clothes began to your clothing yes. fitted started to fit That's why the scale confused me. Yes. So yes. <clears throat> this is where people get wrapped up in the scale, mm -hmm. and it's it's going to deceive you. Mm -hmm. You are burning calories. Those calories are most likely coming from a lot of the what comes out of the muscle. But that extra energy is coming from those fat stores, right? We hadn't even started cardiovascular yet. We hadn't even started Food. diet yeah, yet. I was going to say, if we haven't done nutrition or cardiovascular. Then. So <clears throat> this is a point for, for real. But this is, the, this is quite simply this. When I start people in the gym, I do that very focused on, I'm going to have you start with one thing at a time. That is, you obligate yourself to come into the gym. All I want to see you do is walk through that door every day. Mm -hmm. Even if I'm not your trainer, come see me. Mm -hmm. Come say hi. I'll ask you what you're doing. I might even help you line out on some exercises. I still do that today. I train people. I train people at no expense because that, that's my calling. I love doing it. If I made, The fact that I make money at it is something different. But you come see me. We'll lay this out. <clears throat> you know what? In two weeks... You don't stop seeing me as much, but three weeks you start coming. Now I'm going to say, Hey, how's everything going? Pretty good. All right. Let's start talking about something new. Let's start talking about, uh, putting together a regime of exercises. So it's not just in that you're working out. Let's put together a workout plan. Now the workout plan is something that may go for six to eight weeks. You're doing great. Next step food. Mm -hmm. When we start to introduce good, clean food and how to change the way you eat, not be hungry, not starving, not having crazy cravings, none of that. You get to eat a lot of good food. You do, don't you? Yeah. There's never a time we're hungry. That's Oh, no. Yeah. That's the whole point. In the beginning, people can't wrap their head around, I get to eat all that. Yeah. yeah it's when, good. Yeah. When you, <clears throat> when you first showed me the meals that to eat, I was like, I'm never going to get through all that. Because what I had shared with you when I started, I'm like, I can eat like one meal a day and I don't need to eat the rest of the day. Yeah. And it was what I was eating that one meal a day. And I, it was just not very good for my metabolism and all, all the things. But I remember, I'm like, I will never get through all that food. Yeah. Now, sometimes it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> yeah. But after we got, after we started doing the food, now things change. Mm -hmm. And we haven't even started fat loss yet. No. I know that was the target to come in. But the idea was, I can juggle a few, of the, excuse me, a few of those steps. But most importantly is, it needs to be one step at a time. Because... It's too confusing. And this is where people fail. Right. They try to do it all. Mm -hmm. You're trying to do exercise and I need to, I'm going to try to win the Olympia in a week and I'm going to, you can't, mm -hmm. it's going to take time. Mm -hmm. You didn't get that size overnight. You're not going to lose that size overnight. It's going to take time. Right. So start I, coming uh, in. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so I want to ask <clears throat> that maybe some of our listeners are wondering, what about the people that lose 10 pounds in a week? Uh, there are celebrities and, and I'm yeah. not, we'll go online and in like three to six weeks, yeah. they've lost 40 to 50 pounds. Yeah. I'm just curious about like, how does that? There's lots of ways. Now, first of all, I've trained my fair share of celebrities. A very famous one who everybody would recognize came in one time and asked to retain my services. And he said he had two weeks to lose 30 pounds. Now, this guy's already in shape. And I thought, and he, he asked me if I could do it. And I go, I could do it, but it would be really risky. And what do you mean? I'm probably going to run you into the ground. He goes, well, I need to look like a drug addict anyway. And I'm like, ah. okay, oh. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't promise you I can lose 30 pounds. The people who want to do that, they're using extremes that are just crazy. 
And I did put this guy on a very extreme diet, mm -hmm. but he did eat all day. It's just, it was gross. It, it, I won't even tell you what the food is, but it, it got popular in Hollywood and all this stuff, eating tapioca pudding in the beginning of the day. And it's just spiking your insulin and you're doing all kinds. It's just crazy. It's mm -hmm. reckless. Yeah. The reason it's reckless is because it literally is unhealthy. Mm -hmm. You're doing all kinds of things and you don't sleep. And so I think in the end of the two weeks when he finally left, I think he probably lost 10 pounds. Now, to me, the idea was he wanted to lose weight so he looked like a drug, drug user. Okay, but that's not the real world. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to try to, if you think you're going to lose 10 pounds, it, let me, I'll, I'll say it this way. Realistically, a pound a week is a good slow weight loss. Mm -hmm. That's a good slow weight loss. Could you do more? Sure. When you're really heavy, man, you might lose 10 pounds in a week when you're really heavy. But it slowly that slows down, right? That 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 loss begins to get smaller and smaller as your body begins to adapt to the food intake and your expenditures. And to follow up on that, then because the question then lies that maybe someone is wondering right now, is that one month, one pound for me. Yeah. Okay. So back to that point. Yeah. When we're working out, you're building new tissue, but you're burning up fat. So the scales balance, right? Mm -hmm. I'm putting on more muscle, pushing down on the scale. I'm losing fat. Scale doesn't go anywhere. You don't see it on the scale, mm -hmm. but your clothes fit different. Your energy fits different. Your body's functioning different, right? All of these things happen. Now we went through food. Mm -hmm. Then we went into cardiovascular. Yep. This is where you enjoyed it, right? Because right. we started off slowly, but then you started taking walks. Right. We did little walks on the treadmill, but I loved my, in the summer, I would take an hour and a half walks. Yeah, you'd walk yeah, a long I way. would walk, walk, and walk. And in the heat. I enjoy, you know? Yeah, in the heat, it didn't bother me because yeah. it was like my meditative, it was actually my meditative yeah. state. I really began to enjoy it. I put my earbuds in and I just go for a walk Yeah, and just be gone. And it was my own time. And I just want to be clear. I walked. I didn't run. I let everyone know that if I am running, someone is chasing me. Another myth. Me because I do not. I'm not a runner. Another I'm myth. not saying you That's shouldn't right. run. I know a lot of great runners. That's right. It's just, you can just walk. And I just walked. Yeah, That's well, all I did. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to guide you towards hanging on to healthy, healthy tissue and losing body fat. Running is not conducive to losing body fat. Shocker. But the people who are on this exercise equipment... And they are huffing and puffing and sweating like crazy, you're in the wrong zone. You don't understand what it takes to burn fat, and that is slow, repetitive. I tell people you need to be able to walk and talk. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It should be at a it should be at a pace where it's a bit challenging, but if you had somebody with you, you could talk. Mm -hmm. And then you'll break into a, a bit of a light sweat. Mm -hmm. That's enough. Mm -hmm. Because I we call them whiteboard talks. In my time, it was a chalkboard talk, right? I'd break out the chalk and I'd tell you this is what's happening and all that stuff. But more importantly, I want people to just realize that is a myth to think that you can burn it all up in a day, right? Yeah. I'm going to do these monumental exercises. I'm going to bench press as much as I could. No, wrong, dumb, unsafe. You're going to not only ruin, risk, ruin yourself, you could wreck yourself. Mm -hmm. And that goes, that applies towards athletes too. Sure. I, I, lots of people get injured. They have what's called a reoccurring subacute injury. That means oh, I keep having problems with my shoulder. It just got better. Here I am doing it again. Oh, here I am. Now I'm down again because that shoulder. Stop doing that. Mm -hmm. Stop doing, stop being so foolish. Who gives a crap what you press? No one. Mm -hmm. 
That's the 1980s. Hey, dude, how much can you bench? Nobody cares. Yeah. Whenever I, when my my arm started bothering yeah. me, and and shoulder, I, I still, shoulder, yeah. yeah, I was really probably over my shoulder, yeah. and I kept just wanting. And you're like, oh no, we'll just do it. We would just change we'd the change exercise. Change the angle. Yeah, you'd change the exercise, and I was like, no, I, I, I can still do it. Like I was like, I can push through the pain. I know. And you're it's like, dumb. no, absolutely not. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> okay, so now we're in we're. In our fourth step, right? So I got you coming through the door. Mm-hmm. You're, you started to see some change there. We then start talking about a regimed exercise. Then we start working out. Now we introduce a diet. Now the diet has its own effect. And then you start adding cardiovascular. What happened, what happened then? What happened to the scale then? Well, I melted. You melted <laughs> away. I did. Yeah. In I a did. very Quick time. healthy way. Yeah. And quickly, right? Yeah, it was shocking. To a lot yeah. of people, including myself. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. What's the total? Since the holidays. No, I'm just kidding. 45? Yeah, it's at 45 right now. Yeah. 45 pounds. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. All credit to you. All mm-hmm. credit to you. Mm-hmm. It can happen for anybody. It has happened to lots of people. And I just want to say 45 in February to what? Nine and a half months. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just be reasonable here. I, I 45 don't... pounds in nine and a half months. Mm-hmm. And seems doable to me. The thing about it is that seems like a long time to some people. Again, when you hear the fad diets yeah. or all the individuals that are saying, I lost 30 pounds. There's, it goes without saying, and you'll probably understand who I'm talking about, but a celebrity recently has lost a significant amount of weight and oh, yeah. was stating where her platform was, is I did not step one foot into a gym. And I'm like, I really wish you wouldn't say that because I'm not saying how she lost it because I have no idea, but there's a discouraging to individuals of maybe wanting to go into the gym. She has the magic potion. Well, there's a diet drug that's very popular. We've seen it a lot. Ozempic. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people using it. You should go wash your mouth out with soap right now. (laughs) We know that you'll lose weight. I have lots of people come through the Mm -hmm. gym who've taken Ozempic. Mm -hmm. Guess what? I can almost identify how you lost weight by looking at you, Mm -hmm. how you lost weight. Because you will lose weight massively. You know what? You're burning right through your muscle tissue too. Mm. So Gabrielle Lyons, she's a, she's, she is a nutritional specialist. Now she's, an, uh, she's a practicing MD. She has a really great podcast. I happen to love what she has to say. You were listening to her the other day. Exactly. I listen to her while I work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's the only person who's ever mirrored the idea that I have. It's not just that we are over fat. It's that we are under muscled. Right. And the, the simple fact is that at one time I weighed almost 220. I'm 5'5. Five, five, I weighed almost 200 and 20 pounds. And I've always been strong. I've always, I looked in clothes, you look good. Mm-hmm. But it's not healthy to be like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to carry all of that mass and feed all that mass and try to schlep all that mass as you get older? The reverse is true that when you burn through, when, in our modern day lifestyle, our lives have gotten easier. We're not out right. fetching water and hunting and cutting firewood. We just don't do that. We live now cradle to grave. You don't have to work if you don't want to. Heck, I don't have to step outside my door. The food will come to me, I'll pick up my trash. I just don't have to leave my house. Now we become soft. Mm-hmm. I have strong thoughts about that, especially for our younger people. Oh, absolutely. Super tragic. But it's all reversible mm-hmm. by choice. Mm-hmm. But I can't make you want it. I told you've heard me say people will be sick of being sick when they get sick of being sick. They're going to mm-hmm. change. Yeah. I'm sick of feeling like this. I'm sick. I got to change things. 
and when you decide that this just is something I want to change, find help and do it. Mm-hmm. But you gotta go. You gotta go by real knowledge, and you need to seek out people who are good at what they do. And it's not going to be. I'm going to gain some hate back. It's not going to be a 20 year old kid who just got out of high school. I've been doing this since 1987. I was only 23 when I started my business. I only had a few years of competitive bodybuilding under my belt. And people just sought out my help because I had a pretty good physique. But I'm learning as I go. I still learn today new things. I don't get too wrapped up in the science and I'm not a meathead anymore. But there is a good tie-in. And and that, that simply is stick to the things that work. Don't it doesn't have to be exotic. That's one of the myths in here, that these pretty gyms are better than a regular old ma and pa meat and potatoes gym. My gym is nothing special, nothing. It's what we do in the gym. Yes. Weight is weight. And if you want to have a $10,000 machine that does what my thing that I got at a garage sale does, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the people who are paying the bills, their bills, and they're coming to see me, I can keep my head up. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a good job. They like what they see. It's not pretty. It's not flashy, but I don't care. That's not why we're there anyway. And I, I think it is the belief system of what you're walking in for. And they do have all this aesthetically looking yeah. perfect little. And, it's all matching. Yeah, and, sure. Yeah. And it's it's like, okay, well, that seems nice. And Yeah. But in, in reality, that's you're not there for that. You're not there for that, which well, well, this isn't a myth, but this is one of the things I try to impose upon people who come and train with me. I've trained a lot of dancers, exotic dancers, people who depend a great deal on their physique, which includes a female physique and bikini athletes. When you come to the gym, you better not look like you look on stage. I want you in a sweatshirt. I want you in sweats. I want to see, I don't want, this isn't a fashion show. And those people who come to the gym and they wear, and they work out like that, that's not only irks me, but it also is off-putting for the people who come there and they look at these hard bodies and they go, oh, this is a mess. I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I, will tell, I will always tell you, you just concentrate on you. I dress like a schlub, you dress like a schlub. But when you get home and the privacy of your own thing and you, your confidence builds, you don't see me in short sleeve shirts. You don't see me. I'm not going to do that. The whole point is my insecurities don't need to be translated to you. You come to the gym, you work out hard in the privacy of your own home. You look your way. As your confidence gets better, you can wear what's more comfortable. Right. But I still, this was a place of work. This is business. You paid to be here, work, right? Now, when we, we talked about the steps we went through, how quickly you lost weight. The, what happened was we now had all the elements all lined up and you're going through all of the hoops that has, that has to happen. And now you become this fat burning machine, but you're laying on new muscle, right? Mm-hmm. So you're building this nice physique and you're losing weight. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to turn anybody into a fashion model. How I ask people, how I ask people who come to me, what do you want to look like? Mm-hmm. Go through a catalog. Yeah, that is something. I'm glad that you I said did that. that. You did that with me. I did that with Actually everyone. from the beginning, yes. from day one. And I still have the picture of this incredibly, and I went age appropriate, my age, my yes. build, my ideas, yes. nothing like out of some supermodel magazine. Right. And she was in, she looks like an athlete, yeah. right? She and does. I said, there's no way I'll ever look like this. Yeah. But I said, this with like my size was yeah. my idea. Well, um, but two, we're pulling back the curtain again. What did I tell you about her in the photo? 
you said that could be her body for the last eight years. Yeah, and it may have no, no, how long it took her to get it there. May that's taken, it, it may yeah, have like, it taken ten years to build that physique. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. That's what you also said. don't know how big she is. Mm-hmm. You look at these photos of these women, men and women, who are really ripped up, mm-hmm. and then you bump into them on the street. Oh my gosh, you're a little guy, but you look great, mm-hmm. right? Out of you just it's mis it's just misleading when you see people in really good shape wearing regular clothes. They just like regular people. When they get done, they're really ripped up. That's what I point about. You can take that to a level of fitness and health into the extremes where you just have, where you're vascular and you're all ripped up. That's up to you. Mm-hmm. That's up to you. Mm-hmm. After we started all that, after we've got you on, we've got you going through all the hoops and things change. These same rules, these same things, these rules of thumb that I've given you, I give to everybody. And what I want people to do is when get rid of all of the influence of this guy says I should do this. And I know a guy who did that. And other. No, a good trainer is going to meet with you every day. He shouldn't be your bartender, right? You shouldn't be going in there. You can talk about things that are going on in your lives. It, it's great, but that's not why you're there. Right. And a good trainer will dial it back and go, hey, come on, hit your set, get it done. We'll talk yep. when you're done. Yep. We'll do that. Several times There's, you've done that. There, I'm a bit of a chatty cat. I do that with everybody. But the whole point is, is that when we're done, we can, and you make fast friends. Now I happen to, this is a little revealing for me but i happen to believe that gyms are like church mm-hmm. right we absolutely in a gym if you'll spend enough time in a gym and you begin to understand the, the people around you and you meet people there's camaraderie there's responsibility there's accountability there's fellowship mm-hmm. you get a chance to talk about good things bad things changes in the world but the whole point is is that now you become family mm-hmm. right and you can know these people for 20 30 years mm-hmm. But it's still a circle of friends that will go, hey, where you been? That's exactly right. Where you been? Uh-huh. I've been whatever. Well, I, well, and, you know, a good friend of, I, I, have, I know lots of good guys who see me in the gym all the time. Some are older than me. And I've told them, they work out hard all the time. And I go, you know what? I've always, I, I've told him, I really admire your physique. You need to stand up straight when you walk. And he will go, I never mm-hmm. thought about that. And he Later on, he said, I appreciate that. I'm busting his chops. But in another way, nobody's probably given him any. But he appreciates it, and he does it to me, too. And every time he sees me, he'll do do that thing, Mm -hmm. which I think that's great. Mm -hmm. But we're holding each other responsible, and it doesn't matter where your age is, right? Pretty soon, we're all in the same ditch. We're all digging this ditch, right? And how far we get, you can do it together. You can do it alone, whatever you want to do. There are people who... They put on their earphones and they do that. I, I don't care for that. I don't care for that, but that's up to you. Mm-hmm. But the, the whole point is, is a good trainer is going to be the one who's going to, he's not got you. He doesn't have it on a leash, but what he's trying to do is say, this is how we're going to do this. This is why I chose this exercise. This is the proper way to do this exercises. This is what we're going to do next. This is why I picked it next. This is what I want to achieve with this exercise. It's not exercise after exercise after exercise and do 10 of these and five of those. It's not. You and I both know there are times when people come in, I'll ask what time, what type of energy they have that day. And they go, oh, when I'm dragging, I have a female client who's, she's tough. She works hard, but then she has a, her own business. And there's times she's just a little ragged. And I go, all right, no thinking today. We're going to do a hundred of these. I have their warm up. I put on a weight that's pretty light, but it'll be challenging but I want to see you do a hundred of them. And they're like a hundred. Yeah. 
in the beginning, it's silly. 30 reps, nothing. 40 reps, 50. Oh, I can feel this. By the time you get to 70, 80, 90, that light weight is... Right. Not light. Right. It's not light. Mm -hmm. And then get out of here. Mm -hmm. Leave. I raise their endorphins. They feel good. We burn calories. We did a bunch of things. And I'm not trying to... We're not trying to ring the bell every day. Mm -hmm. But every day we did something. Sure. We laid one new brick. Okay, back to myths. You, count out, you can't out-exercise the bad diet. Meaning... I know lots of guys that train too hard, debatable, too long, for sure. Usually these guys who come in for two and a half hours, most of it is this, mm. stupid. And then they, it's happy hour. Every Wednesday night's happy hour. Friday night is pizza, beer, bowling, whatever. Saturday's party, whatever. What are you doing? For a person who's, if... Don't worry, I'm just going to hit the gym tomorrow, I'll burn it all up. Lots of people think that. <laughs> lots of people think that. But not only do you not burn it up, but you're actually doing great harm to yourself. Your body's not capable of your body's not capable of handling the rigors that you're putting under you're putting your body under these rigors through exercise. And then you're not feeding yourself and you're not resting and you're not you're just digging a hole. Sure. You're gonna look worse. You're gonna get injured, right? That's gonna actually happen. and there's just a physical part happening internally to your organs mm -hmm. of all of this yo yoing that you're doing to them. Yes. And you know, you're just, I, I think that goes into where people say, I don't want to get too fit because I don't want to be the person running down the streets and drops dead of a heart attack. There's reasons why things like that happen. Yeah, that's right. It, that, that idea doesn't happen in a week. It didn't happen in a month. It's happened for years. Mm -hmm. And you've let that thing slowly get worse and worse. And you don't see the doctor regular. You haven't had blood work done. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. We live in a modern age Go get your blood work done at least once a year. Mm -hmm. And if you're over 40, give blood. Why can't I get that through people's heads? I, I know it's probably a message. Oh, I know it's a message. It's probably been squashed by the medical society. Because if I knew that I, you could give blood all the time and reduce your blood pressure, literally change the oil, take a lot of harmful elements out of your system and let your spleen kick out new nascent cells, that it'd be the hot new button, but people don't do it. I did it. So I knew about the benefits of giving blood, but it wasn't until I had a hip replacement seven years ago. The hip replacement was not due to sports injury. Ultimately it was, but I got crushed between two cars and I broke, I limped around on a bad hip for 29 years. But this one kid in a judo, I was learning how to grapple and this kid judo flipped me right onto my hip. And that was the end of that hip. Anyway, um, I gimped around on that thing for another decade until I couldn't walk. And when I got my hip replaced, my blood pressure was really elevated. And I knew that I had systemic inflammation in my body because I'd been fighting this bad hip my whole life. And I had always been training. I'd always been relatively muscular. And I knew that my blood pressure would be a little higher because of my muscularity. But because of the inflammation, I knew I needed, had, I needed to rid myself of that inflammation systemically. So... Every, I think it's every 63 to 65 days through the American Red Cross, I gave blood. And it only took, I think I gave blood six or seven times. And I dropped my blood, my, my blood pressure 40 points. And I was facing, let's try to statin. Of course, when I hear statins, I'm going, well, there's no need for that. I can change that through exercise and diet. I just gave blood. Mm -hmm. I recommend that to all people. Yeah. That's just another way of doing it. Anyway, well, that's a side note. Special drugs work different miracles we talked about yeah come for that one
It's not going to work. If it comes out of a box, a potion, or a pill, you're wasting your time. There is momentary, I, I don't want to use sure. the word success, momentary changes. Sure. How about that? Momentary yeah, sure. changes. I can guarantee you, you'll lose five weight or five pounds in weight. Why don't you just let your rice sit out for a week and eat a bowl of rice that's been out for about a week? You'll lose five, 10 pounds, maybe lots of fluids. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Water pills. People want to take Lasix and all of these water pills when they're obese. I'm holding a lot of water. No, you're fat. And you trying to get rid of a bunch of water in your system only delicacy only yes. leads you to dehydration. Straight talk, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm not insensitive to the fact that people get like that. Let's not fool each other. Mm-hmm. That this is how we got so soft, and, they, and nobody's giving you straight answers. Sure. And I don't mean to be hard about it. And typically, I wouldn't be. But um, if people would just keep going, no, it's this, no, it's that. I go, no, you're fat. That's how we need, we need to do something about that. Fancy gyms aren't better. Nope. Fancy equipment's not better. High paid trainers are not better. So how to find the right trainer? How to find the right trainer. I can tell you how. Okay. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) First of all, most most good trainers don't advertise. Mm -hmm. They are totally word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And a lot of good trainers, especially who work in the competitive realm, physique, bodybuilding, bikini, whatever, even those people who work with a lot of models, they don't really advertise. It's all word of mouth. There's a there's a, a gentleman who's a professor. His name he owns a he owns two facilities called Glute Lab. All he does is specialize in women's glutes, and that's all he does. And he's world renowned for building the best butts in the world. Right? All right. The whole point is he is, he's actually got a PhD. He's a brilliant guy. Amazing. He's a brilliant guy. But you know what? It's not, it's not like he was out there advertising that. The word of mouth took off. And the guy is hes a monster in the industry. I, I, rec- I recognize and admire the guy immensely for what all of his studies about what he does for that is just amazing. But finding a good trainer, you need to ask around. Mm-hmm. And I would always recommend if you see somebody with a trainer, don't ask the trainer. Ask the person, what do you think of your trainer? And get some feedback with the training. You and I have seen good trainers. Mm-hmm. We travel because of this. We travel. Wherever we travel, we work out. Mm-hmm. The important thing about working out in different gyms is I want to see how your gym's laid out. I want to see what your business model's like. I want to – that's always been interesting in, with me. Now that I have my own facility, this has been a lifelong dream for me. Sure. 40 years in the making. And I think that's where I, I do want to make sure that individuals know that you they have access to – yeah, they do. Dr. Caldwell. They and do. Genuine Effort is officially opening on the third? First. First. I, the very first. I always say that reluctantly because it's I happening. Can't, I, can't hardly, get over it. I can't hardly. I can't hardly. It's, it, it's hard great. It's wonderful. Yeah, I've been doing this for almost 40 years, and this is really my first brick and mortar. Yeah, I've been it in. Is. I've been in gyms all around the world. Been there's long life, all, all, but I've never all really those, had all of those years. So, all we, of them. so this will work, and I'm good. We, we, it's going to be great. But the the whole point is is to find a good trainer. You need to you need to use word of mouth. Right, right. Find people who've had success with a trainer. Mm-hmm. Interview the trainer. Consultations. Find out what they're find out what they're how they think. If they're a meathead, they're not for you. If you want a powerlifting coach, go see a powerlifting coach. If you want a gymnastics coach, go see a gymnastics coach. But if you want a trainer, there are different aspects. People call them personal trainers. I don't care for that. Personal trainers seems like for the rich and famous, but professional trainers are the people who are going to, they're going to try to 
approach the whole body mm -hmm. holistically. That's our common link mm -hmm. is body and mind, right? Absolutely. All my degrees in science or my studies in science, I want people to understand that I'm not just going to try to make you better at what you do. You tell me what you want to do. We'll see if that's a realistic approach. We'll do that. We'll pick a body style. We'll pick a timeline. We'll pick, we'll, we'll pick short, medium, and long-range goals. We'll set goals in weight, in strength. and we're, we're setting all of these things, all in different time frames, so that you have a chance to relax, get used to it, train hard, learn all, learn all that you can, get through this stuff. I'll help. I do food prep for people, but that's local, and I'm so small right now, I really can't afford to do but more than four people. But the foods that I teach people, the foods that I make for people, I teach people how to make too. Yeah, you sure do. The only reason it's convenient for me to help my clients is well, usually they have very busy lifestyles like I do. I'm making it. I'll make it for you too. Mm -hmm. The idea is if I teach you how to eat like that, you're going you're gonna to learn how to eat well. And the neat thing is after you eat like that for a while, Liz, can you eat regular food? It ruins your body. <laughs> you can. You, you can, can. You, you can. can. You just you don't can. have the appetite for those kinds of foods. No, my body just processes it differently. Yeah. I, when I don't eat a lot of processed food anymore and a lot of when I do, I feel miserable. For, I always felt miserable before, but now food it's... Food hangovers. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know if I want to yeah. risk that, it. That greasy burger hangs on for a couple of days, doesn't it? I can't tell you the last time I had one. Yeah, I know. Because of the fact that I know. it's just not worth it. I know, me. I know, I know. Go ahead. But, but, but let's get back to Miss a little bit. Actually, we should probably be wrapping up. You want to? Okay. We'll cover more of this stuff. Wait, which a broad it is. topic because there'll be a significant area of a part two of this. Maybe not picking up exactly where we left off, Yeah. but I do want to bring in some of the self-worth struggles from a psychological standpoint Please. of what we struggle with and how body dysmorphia plays a major role yeah. in maybe when you, what you see now, what you want to see. Yes. And then maybe when you go through the changes, people didn't realize I was actually going to, I was, that was something I was going to grow into. Yeah. And you have to be careful with Sucks. all of those things. So how do people, okay. First, how do we get to where we want to change? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm miserable. Yep. I hurt. My head blows up when I tie up my shoe. I can't even bend over. I can't put my socks on. I can't put my jeans, whatever the excuse injury, I'm injury prone. I fall down. I balance, whatever the thing is, young, old, maybe I got injured. Maybe I am an athlete. Maybe whatever brings you to making that decision. Okay. Now we're going to start. We're going to pick some goals. Mm -hmm. What do you want to accomplish? That's what your trainer is going to help you accomplish. What do I want people to accomplish in that? And that's that mental. I will tell you to always train for future lives, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Stop training for who you are. Mm -hmm. Stop training for who you were. Mm -hmm. Most, pulling back the curtain on a lot of bodybuilders and strength trainers, they were weak and got picked on. I'm the last of seven in my family. All my brothers are all bigger than me, but I had strength. But I fell into the gym and I loved the gym. And now it's, but the whole point is that we're still that little kid. I'm still that little kid trying to prove myself. And even yeah, though I, even though we get further down the line, we realize, Hey, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. And this is where we start to unravel. I don't need to be that person anymore. I don't sure. need to be the last one picked. I don't want to be the, the fat kid and the chubby kid and the person who got called names. You don't have to be that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more satisfying than to help a person 
knowing full well that they're going to go back to their 20 year, 40 year, 50 re reunion and you have totally changed. Mm -hmm. Totally. I went to my 20 year reunion and I was twice my body weight because I was a hundred pound kid when I was in high school as a senior. Yeah, as a run. yeah I was like, mm, that guy do. But the whole point is that you don't have to be that person. Correct. And, the, and when your psychology changes, when this, when your head starts to get right, your body gets right. Right. Now we're working as a system. Now I have, now it's easier to keep goals. It's easier to stay on top of who I am. I know when I'm starting to slide, oh, got to fix that. We got to turn this around now. I will tell you, people utilize the gym as therapy. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a, a, a poor choice because you could, it's really great for right. the brain, but there's other areas of traumatic events that you have to process on a yeah. professional level. Yeah. Other than the cycle that you have within your own mind Absolutely. that you've been dancing around over and over yeah. again. All so, the exercise in the world is not going to address bulimia, anorexia, mm -hmm. any type of food problems, any sure. type of abuse. If oh, you're right. in, if you're in there, vast. Yeah. if you're in there beating up whoever beat you up on a pair of weights, that's never going to go away. Right. You need to fix this. Yeah. You want to you want to do it for the love of self. You switch what you really yeah, want. Yeah, to do. right. I do want everyone to know that you can find all of genuine efforts information on social media. He has mm -hmm. Instagram and Facebook. I'm and getting better at it. Getting there. Yeah, getting you can there. message him on either one of those, and we will attach his email to this episode yeah. as well. So you can reach out through email. I encourage you to, he doesn't, regardless if he knows I'm going to do this or not, I encourage you to reach out in even a consultation over the phone. Maybe if you don't want to come in and meet face to face and you're maybe too intimidated or you're uncertain or too far away, whatever yeah. it is, just even an over the phone conversation, just to, I don't know, some ideas that you, that, bounce around in your mind. I am a big believer in just walking around the gym initially yeah. to see all the intimidating things you're supposed to be doing. Don't they get much smaller once you get around them a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, I could do that. Okay. That seems reasonable. Yeah. So I encourage you to do that. Please reach out and talk to Dr. Caldwell and go into genuine effort. It's going to be fantastic. Thanks, Liz. This was fun. There'll be more. Yes. There'll be, there'll be lots more. I, I appreciate you letting me take the time. I Like I said, we're going to expand on it because there's a lot more to it. Yeah. Um, we are very excited. We'll have a few more episodes come up and we might talk about this, but we are going to Virginia Beach in January for um, athletics. Athletics. It's, the, uh, it's January 20th. Emily and... Lee. Lee. Husband and wife, mm -hmm. they put on a training camp in a facility for people who have got their amputees, they're wheelchair bound, paraplegic. I've had my fair share. I have some great clients that are. That's a great We're going to go see the amazing work they're yeah, doing and we right. can't wait. Yeah, that's right. We, we want to involve our first responders, our military, PTSD, people who have lost limbs and stuff like that. Body and mind. I can't just fix your body. Fix your mind too. And we're More going there to be trained to That's understand right. how to work with it. We're going there for a, the training. We'll train, we'll train right alongside. So and we'll bring that back and we'll give that to you. Thanks, and we'll Liz. let you know about them. So thank you all. Take and care of yourself. Guys. Make sure to, um, yes, go in, comment, like, tell us what your thoughts were. And thanks for listening. Absolutely. Thanks guys. Bye.